They say the truth hurts, the truth hurts So you about to feel pain And I gotta do work, God said I gotta do work Cause it's off with the name, Savage Truth Savage Truth, it's the Savage Truth The Savage Truth This is the Savage Truth Podcast, and I am Pastor Roy Dockery. Um, thank you for joining me on this Savage Truth Tuesday. Um, it's a different kind of conversation today, um, and I'm not even completely sure at this point what's going to come out of my mouth over maybe the next 10 or 15 minutes. I'm not even sure how long this is going to be. Um, but um, I felt it necessary to, to, to drop a podcast this week, even though I know I'm not required to. I can always skip a week, but I just wanted to talk about the significance of being sensitive to the will of God, the voice of God, uh, because it's not something a lot of people talk talk about. And it's honestly not something that I commonly talk about. I don't, you don't hear me use terms like God told me, or God told me to tell you for those who, who are in my Patreon community or in our discord, um, family, Right. I don't I don't tend to use that terminology, not because I don't feel like I'm led or convicted um, or 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 spoke to by God. It's because there are so many people who who misuse the terminology that it's become a form of manipulation and um, and kind of usurping authority and process for people to interject it in conversations. Um, so I'm just going to tell a very basic story. Right. Um that that's kind of started last week and that that leads up until up until this week. You know, I release um, episodes on Tuesday. This will drop on on November 16th. I'm recording it um, on Sunday, November 14th. So um, I talked about and I released the video that I've actually recorded in my car about being pulled over by the police on my way back from uh, from from Georgia or from the Atlanta area last weekend. Um but there's a little bit more to that story, not to the incident of getting pulled over and being racially profiled by the police, which has happened to me multiple times in my life. So that's less eventful, but it was something I felt like venting about. Um, so there is a video on that. You can go watch it. It was the last Savage Truth video that dropped. I did not put that on the podcast. Um, so for those that are just listen to the Audible podcast, um, you probably want to go check out that YouTube video. Uh, there was a, a lot of emotion and expression there, but Prior to that, right, prior to, um, to, to to doing that, the to go back to why I was in Atlanta to begin with. Um, so a while ago, I got connected. I'm a part of a, of a Black Excellence Roundtable. It's a, it's a group of, of, of Black executives where we come together and talk about different things. I was introduced to somebody through that network um, who, whose name is Natika. She's like the, the, the VP of Business Development or Corporate Partnerships at Prison Fellowship. And so for those that don't know, Prison Fellowship is one of the largest, um, you know, Christian organizations doing ministry within prisons. They're responsible for the angel tree, right? They do a lot of things for the parents, uh, for the children of incarcerated parents, as well as ministry things within the prisons. And so got connected um, with Natika in this relationship um, and just started, you know, like, what do, what do you guys have going on? What's happening? So had a call with her. Um, and she told me about this event that was taking place. I had a call with her several months ago. She uh, was talking about an event that'll be taking place. Um, and they're going to be doing a sports camp. And they're going to do this launch campaign for Opportunity Kids, 
with Prison Fellowship. And so um, Opportunity Kids is, is kind of an expansion to the angel tree. Uh, they talked about um, like, you know, wanting to be an angel tree every day. So how can we programmatically um, within our communities, right, not just come around children at Christmas time, but let's connect with families and with these um, with these children of incarcerated parents on a regular basis, on a recurring basis, um, so that there could be more holistic support um, for the families, more holistic support um, within the community to serve these people. And I'm like, okay, like that's right in line with my heart. So I told Antik, I said, look, anything that you guys are doing, let me know. Like I'm there to support, you know, if you guys want to expand, if you want to start, you know, doing some stuff in North Carolina, I know people in Charlotte that have a heart for this. I'm in Greensboro. I have a heart for this. I know people who have this kind of heart who are around the country, right? People connected to this network, people who are on this YouTube channel. Um, we have a heart to do for the least of those amongst us. We have a heart to do for the widows and for the orphans because Christ called us to. But we also have a heart um, for, you know, for the children of those who are incarcerated because we understand systemic injustice and, you know what I mean, and, and the over-policing of certain communities and mandatory minimums that only get applied to minorities. Like, we understand the, the dynamics of that. So then we're, we're also sensitive to that group. So when I made that commitment, I said, look, whatever you're doing, let me know. I'll be there. doesn't matter where it is. Like, I'll be there. And so she reached out and said, look, on November 7th, one week ago today, the day I'm recording this, she was like, we're going to do, you know, we're going to be out in Atlanta because we have an Opportunity Kids um, sports camp there. So to be a sports camp. And then after the sports camp, we're going to have a luncheon where we're going to talk about expanding um, and kind of launching out this Opportunity Kids project. So I immediately was like, I'll be there. Send me the information. Um, this is definitely in in line, right? We're in, a, in alignment and agreement with where God wants me to be with, you know, the stuff that he's called me to do and to have an impact. So I'll, I'll be there, right? It's on a Sunday, right? I can make sure I'm not preaching that day. I'll be there. Um, and this was months ago. It was probably back in August. So uh, one thing I, I did not recall is that our at my church where I pastor here in Greensboro, it was the 20 year anniversary of our senior pastor, which fell on November 7th. So then I have a conflict about that and I'm praying about it. And I'm like, God, do, do you want me to go do this in Atlanta? Or do you want me to be here for this anniversary celebration? And I, I clearly felt in my heart that God said, like, that's what I made that relationship. I made that connection. That's where I need you to go. So I made my plans. We reserved the hotel. Um, my, my best friend, who I call my brother, Quentin, he was going to travel with me because um, we also we filmed a part of our movie, Water for the Root. The trailer is also on my YouTube um, for those that are um, on YouTube. Um, we filmed a part of our movie in Atlanta. A lot of our actors are in Atlanta. Um, we're going to do a movie premiere in Atlanta. I was like, so this also gives us an opportunity um, to connect with the actors, see some different spaces, you know, so it works out. Logistically, it works out. You know, we were, um, my, my wife was going to be out of town anyway, because she was attending a baby shower for a close friend of ours. Um, and so I'm like, okay, perfectly, everything works out. And then so um, on Friday, like I'm, you know, I'm preparing to head out and I'm going down there and then I get informed um, through my or actually that Tuesday or Wednesday or no, I think it was Wednesday. I got informed um, by some members of my family or heading into the weekend that my grandfather was not doing well. Um, and then I, I don't can't remember if it was Thursday or Friday. Um, my, my father let me know that my grandfather was in the hospital. I think my grandfather got admitted to the hospital on on Thursday. Um, and so I'm like, okay, so I'm like, where is he? Like, where is my, cause my grandfather, you know, I don't know if y'all know Jamaicans, but like, you know, my, my grandfather's, you know, he'll be somewhere with his family or mother. So I, I know he was normally in Florida or Georgia or South Carolina. So I wasn't sure where he was hospitalized at. And then, so 
Um, I got my 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 uncle, who's actually my uncle Jason, who's younger than me. He's a couple of years younger than me, um, because uh, from my grandfather's a, a later marriage. But um, so I got my my I got my uncle's number, reached out to him, and I'm like, okay, so like, where is Granddad at? What hospital is he at? And he's like, oh, he's in a hospital, and it's like 25 minutes outside of Atlanta. So I'm like, okay, perfect. Like I'm I'm on my way to Atlanta. I'll be there on Friday. I'll be there Saturday. I'll be there Sunday. Um, so I'm like, but I, I definitely, I know I don't have anything planned on Saturday, so I'll definitely go. If he's still in the hospital, I'll be able to go visit him on Saturday because I probably haven't seen my grandfather in maybe six years, probably 2014, probably 2014, 2015-ish. Before I moved to Colorado um, was the last time I saw my grandfather in person. Um, I know I haven't seen him since I came to North Carolina. I didn't see him when I moved back to Delaware because uh, he lived down south and I was living in the northeast. So, you know, and so to say that to say, right, like made a connection um, through a friend of the Navy who connected me with Ray, who connected me with Natika. Um, and then so now, like, you know, walking and what I feel like is my calling, my intention, being prayerful about it, not succumbing to the concern of, you know, not being one of the being the pastor, right, who's not present during the anniversary celebration, but doing what I know God called me to do, doing what I know Jesus put on my heart and following my heart. Now I'm in a place where I'm only 25 minutes away from my grandfather who's in the hospital, who I haven't seen in six years, right? So so following that prompting, so get there, you know, on Saturday, got to carve some time out, got to spend a couple hours just talking with my grandfather. And, you know, so to say I haven't seen my grandfather in six or seven years, I'm not that close with my father's father's side of the family, Right. My father didn't grow up with his father. I didn't grow up with my father. So they're like two levels of distance on that side of the family, just because I've never really physically been close to them. I've lived all over the country, especially since I joined the Navy. Um, but I've always stayed in touch with my grandfather. You know, he called, he would check on the grandkids. He, you know, he texted and exchanged messages with my wife. Um, so there, there's no hostility. It was just no, there wasn't a lot of familiarity. I didn't know my grandfather. Um, it, um, I didn't know my grandfather like intimately because we hadn't spent that much time together. But the interesting thing is I'm named after my grandfather. So anybody who knows immigrants or especially Jamaicans, they have their legal name, like their birth certificate name. And then they have the name that everybody calls them by. So my grandfather's legal name is Clinton Keith. Um, but everyone calls my grandfather Roy. Um, so I am named after my grandfather. My name is Roy. My brother's name is Ray, which is actually named, um, my, my father's name is Ray as well. So, um, so I, I got to go see him. And so I got to go see him, spend some time in a, in a hospital, was talking. And then there were a couple of things that happened that were, that were kind of enlightening to me now in retrospect. One, he made a comment cause I was talking about the fact, like we were just talking about different things. I'm like, yeah, I just got a pickup truck. Um, and then my grandfather asked me, he was like, oh, what about the Maserati? But that was weird because, like, I just kind of continued through the conversation. But in retrospect, I'm like, how did my grandfather know? Like, we've never had that conversation. So I'm like, oh, like, my grandfather must, like, listen to my podcast or watch my YouTube videos because that's where I put it at, right? Because it's weird. Like, a lot of people in my family, like, actually watch my YouTube videos and they listen. But most of them don't comment um, and a lot of these are people who I'm not like physically close to. They don't live near me. So it's not like we run into each other and discuss it. And some of them that like that we haven't even had like, you know, longstanding relationships just because of the dynamics of my family. But for my grandfather to tell me that it was interesting to know that like one, I'm I'm 100 <laughs> percent. 
myself on social media. Like I have conversations of this level of depth and significance with my five-year-old and with my 10 and my 13-year-old. Um, me and my wife have prolific conversations all day. Like this is just how I function. This isn't, and for anybody in my, my Discord community, my Patreon, they will let you know. My phone calls sound like this. My conversations sound like this. My jokes sound like this, right? Like this is just who I am. So, and I'm very transparent about who I am for a reason, because my my purpose of engaging and creating content is for people to know me and to know my heart. Um, and whatever that helps them with, whatever conviction that brings, whatever challenge that presents, whatever wisdom people can gain, whatever knowledge people can wean, then I'm, I'm happy to share it. But I'm just trying to be as vulnerable and real as possible um, so that so that people see that we can be different and we can be deficient in areas we can be broken we can still be struggling um and we can still be christian we can still be leaders we can still be fathers we can still be husbands we're not perfect right but we are who we are and when we're honest with that that lets people get to know us genuinely that lets people love who we genuinely are because we're not trying to control them based on what information we present what information we don't present right so it was it was just it was kind of shocking to me because I'm not on social media, haven't been for a while. I know my wife shares our content, and I know my grandfather would always comment on stuff on on social media, my wife's photos and anniversary, and we were building our house and and all of that stuff. But I didn't know if he followed me, right? Like I don't, you know, we're talking about following. Like I don't know if he followed my podcast or my YouTube, so he's getting subscriptions and listening to messages. And I can't even think of what videos, like I mentioned the Maserati in because I wound up mentioning the Maserati um, in the fact that, you know, some of the reasons I haven't bought like a luxury car um, in the video that I did this uh, Monday. Right. But I did that video on Monday. That was after I left the hospital on Saturday. So that means on Saturday, my grandfather already knew that. So he had gleaned that information from some place that I had spoke, um, which means he was watching. And the reason that's significant is because on Saturday, I found out that my grandfather had passed away. And I didn't expect that, right? I guess I, I didn't, right? I didn't really understand how, how sick he was. I know one thing that when, he, when I spoke to him, he just said he was, he was so tired. But he was sitting in the chair. He wasn't even laying in the bed, right? He was kind of drinking. We were watching the news. We were making comments about about politics, um, it was a good conversation. And I know that after I left, his condition, um, his condition worsened. But my, you know, I got I woke up on Saturday morning um because I had a leadership meeting. I had to go pick up food for our food distribution program at our church. So I woke up, you know, first thing I do is look at my phone, make sure nothing's burning down in my corporate job. Um, and I see the text from my father to me and my brother that um that our grandfather had passed away the night before and it was you know it was it was it was an emotional moment um and so like i you know my my wife was my wife was asleep cuz i woke up before everybody and then as i was getting ready she woke up and i let her know and so we kind of hugged um but anybody that knows me i'm not a i'm not a sit still kind of person so I went out and I picked up the food and I did the food distribution and got the stuff and then dropped it off and then went to a leadership training at church. And then after lunch, I had to present on 
the fact that um, that, you know, we were talking about crucial conversations, which my leadership team is doing at the church. I did the video review on it the other day. So we're talking about crucial conversations. And I started talking, you know, and I was deemed I was appointed to talk about um, the fact that it starts with the heart. Right. It's our initiatives. It's what is our true north? How do we refocus our brain? What are we aligned on? What do we really want? What do we not really want? And I had to start that discussion by saying that from a heart perspective, like like my heart's in a, in a, in a weird place right now because I just found out that my grandfather passed away. And then like I, I did the presentation and I did some other things and, you know, an open kind of apology uh, for, for things that have happened in the past when I walked away from the church and joined the military and disappeared from the state, uh, which I've talked about in, in some of my earlier videos. But you know, going throughout the course of that day and even that morning, like the first thing that hit me when I when I heard and I, I don't know why. Right. But the first thing that hit me was like, you know, I am I am named after my grandfather's nickname. So not his formal name, not his legal name, but my grandfather's nickname, the affectionate name that most people called him by. And one thing that I notice is that um, very rarely, like my dad calls me son, um, my mom calls me son, you know, my, my wife calls me honey, my kids call me dad. Um, so there, there are only a few people, my grandmother, she calls me grandson, right? There are very few people who call me Roy, right? A lot of people call me Pastor Roy. Um, people that, you know, people at work call me boss, you know what I'm saying? When I was in the military, people call me doc. Um, but even like in saying the name Roy, um, like even when I say it out of my mouth, like Roy, it seems weird because it's my name. Um, but like I would like that's the pronunciation of my name to me is Roy. Right. And so people have different accents and things. And and when I was sitting there, I realized I'm like my grandfather. Right. Um, has to be the only person who pronounces my name perfectly. Because one, it's his name. <laughs> right. So it's his name. And, you know, for people that don't know, my, 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 my family's Jamaican. So, like, it's his name. And then he's got, like, the British kind of Jamaican accent. So with, like, very clear enunciation. Um, so the way that he said my name, for some reason, just kept resonating in my head. And the first thing I thought of was, like, I'll never, like, I got a chance to talk to my grandfather. And then it's, like, because I, 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 I'll probably never hear anyone say my name like that again, right? The the perfect, the perfect tenation, the perfect expression, the perfect, you know, the, the, the perfect accent of saying the name Roy, right? And so all of that happened, right? I had no idea. Like my, my grandfather wasn't in hospice. He wasn't in like really bad condition. Like he was feeling short of breath on like Thursday during the day. He checked into the hospital and a week later on, a week and what, eight days later on Friday night, he passed away. So like, had I, had I succumbed to the temptation of, 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 of trying to be what people think the pastor is, had I not followed the, the path that I feel like God has placed me on, walking in my calling and the way that I collaborate and network and serve people in the community, serve people across the country, serve people through media. Like I wound up at the event taking photos just because I can do photos. I, I, I do photography. I wound up at the luncheon speaking and trying to encourage the leaders to continue to push forward because Christians will help them mobilize what they're trying to do, even if churches do not. So like all of these things lining up because I'm just following the heart that God put in me and trying to not be influenced by people's perceptions, by people's expectations, 
Um, and even sometimes people, you know, people can be well-intentioned, but you're not Jesus, you're not God. So you got to be mindful and careful of what you're trying to direct and lead people into, because you could lead people out of the place where God needs them to be. You can lead people away from the path that they need to be on to have an encounter that God needs them to have in the time that God needs them to have it. I need it to be in Georgia. I need it to see my grandfather. I needed to hear him say my voice so I could remember what it sounds like, so I could remember how significant it was, the way that he pronounced it, knowing that if anybody knew, right, if anybody said it properly, it was the man whose name I had. So I had the privilege to be able to do all of that. And then I was even, I was riding around yesterday and I, you know, I'm a technology person. So I have Google voice numbers and I'm like, man, my grandfather used to call me all the time on my Google voice number. So like, I wonder if I have a voicemail because, right, I'm trying to explain to people. People are like, what do you mean the way that he says your name? I'm like, I don't, you don't get it unless, unless you hear it because I don't say my name the same way. Like, it's, you know, it's almost like, you know, like, you know, the people fantasize about Idris Elba, whoever else, you know what I mean? Especially people with British accents, right? Like, when British people say your name, it sounds different. When Europeans say my name, it sounds different. When Jamaicans say my name, it sounds different. But when my grandfather, the person whose name I have, you know, my name belongs to him. My son's name means the son of Roy. My son's name is Royce. Not Roy, he's not Roy Jr., but my son's name is Royce because he's the son of Roy, right? Um, and his middle name is Daniel. That's my, my uncle that passed away from cancer. So, like, I didn't want my son to just have my name. I wanted my son to have a name that, that tied him to being my son, but then also connected him to my uncle, who was like a brother to me that we lost as well. But just for an example, y'all, y'all just you know, humor me for a minute, because um, I'm going to play a voicemail from my grandfather so you can hear his voice. And this is something, and that's why I love technology, because now I have this forever. Um, and in this particular voicemail, I think we were living in Delaware at the time, and there was either a snowstorm or a hurricane or something moving in our direction. Um, and he just, he was just basically telling us to be prepared for a storm that's going to come. Hey, Roy, Granddad. How you guys doing? Hope you had a good trip. Sounds like some bad weather coming your way, right? So, uh, hope you're uh, getting ready for that, right? <laughs> but again, it's the way he says my name. Hey, Roy, Granddad. Hey, Roy, Granddad. And there's something, right? There's something to a name. There's something to some. Just that simple, right? Something that's that simple. And I, and I remember like my great grandmother that passed away. I told my kids yesterday when I had to explain to my daughters that my grandfather passed. I was telling my daughters, I remember my great grandmother's smell. She smelled the same my entire life. I don't know what lotion it was or moisturizer or, or essential oil, but she smelled the same my entire life. I can remember the way that my grandmother's smile creased right by her mole that was on her face, my mother's mother, right? Like there are things that you can remember. Um, I remember my uncle Robert's laugh, right? Um, and and so those are beautiful things that we can that we can use to commemorate people and we can use to remember people. But again, back to the purpose of the video and the reason I'm telling this story is because a lot of this wouldn't have happened. Like I don't think the sound of my grandfather saying my name would have been in my brain if I didn't go to Georgia. I don't think 
the level of comfort and peace that I feel right now, even knowing that he's gone, knowing that he's been watching, knowing that he's been listening, knowing that he was connected, I would not have had that had I not gone to Georgia. And the only reason I was there was to serve. The only reason I was there was because of my calling. The only reason I was there is because of the things that I care about, because of the things that I publicly advocate for, because of the things that I share publicly is why it why God led me and had me in the position to receive something that he know I needed to have. So I'm just want I want to encourage all of you like be sensitive and attentive to the things that that you feel like God is placing in you. Be sensitive and and and, and attentive to to the voice of God, to the leadings of God, to the conviction of the spirit of God. And just know that you're not crazy, right? Just know that, you know, sometimes you need to make a detour. Sometimes you need to go off a program. Sometimes you need to go off the script because if that's where God's leading you to, you don't know what kind of encounter he needs for you to have. Whether that encounter is for your benefit, whether it's for someone else's benefit, whether you immediately see the fruit, whether you see the fruit 10 years later, whether you never see the fruit, be sensitive and know that God's will, that God's truth, that God's direction is the best path that, path that we can take. So that's all I wanted to share with you guys today. So thank you for joining. Um, thank you for continuing to be a part of the, the community. For those in the Discord that have already shared their condolences, I thank you. I appreciate you. For those that will leave them in the comment section below when you watch this video, I appreciate you. I thank you. Um, and I, I will relay those uh, those condolences to my to my extended family as well. So thank you for joining. Um, and again, be sensitive to the spirit of God. Be sensitive to God's voice and make sure we move when he says move because delayed obedience is just disobedience. So God bless y'all. Thank you for joining me on the Savage Truth Podcast. I am Pastor Roy. Talk to you next week. Peace out. They keep asking who I am, I just tell them I'm a Christian, occupation, a description, I just tell them I'm a Christian, nationality, ethnicity, I tell them I'm a Christian, keep the hyphens in division.